it turns out over and over and over, you need to hear the words that you're not too far gone. Grace is big enough for everyone. guys welcome to the first episode of between you and me your new hopefully favorite podcast from jesus wired my name is jess and i am so excited to bring you our first episode featuring crowder today we speak to him about his new album i know a ghost which drops november 9 today go and get it. And we speak to him about his career in the industry, how he sort of weathered the highs and lows of it over 22 years. And we ask him a few curly questions uh, about things that have sort of given us pause for thought for quite a few years. I also may or may not ask him about the Chronicles of Narnia, which will make sense a lot later, especially if you are a fan of the 2005 movie. Okay, before we go ahead and start listening to this interview, I want to give you guys a heads up so you don't miss anything. Each episode is going to be laid out like this. First, you are going to be hearing a little bit of an introduction. Consider it sort of like your synopsis about the artist, where they've come from, where they've been, what they've achieved and where they're going. It gives you guys a bit of background so you know exactly where we're starting when we ask the questions. Diehard fans would know this stuff so none of it will take you by surprise but for those of you who are just diving in or maybe discovering a new artist, hopefully it'll give you an idea of who this person is before you hear them say hey. The idea of Between You and Me is that we go behind the press and the media of your favourite music makers. This is about getting to the heart of an artist and asking them questions that really matter, just like you are having a coffee with them or a drink between friends. So put your feet up, guys, grab a coffee, and let's go. This is Crowder talking about his new album, I Know a Ghost. The world first met David Crowder in 1996 when he and friend Chris Beasy began a campus church in an effort to engage students at Baylor University in Waco, Texas who weren't attending church. Crowder became the worship pastor while a student there, writing and releasing original music for the congregation. In the same year, the church band released Pour Over Me under the name David Crowder Band and gained national attention. With appearances at festivals and their sophomore album, All I Can Say, in 1998, they caught the attention of Six Steps Records and Sparrow Records, signing a record deal with the label in 2001. Their album, Can You Hear Us, was met well by critics, but it wasn't until 2005's A Collision that they made a distinct mark on the charts, making it to 39 on the Billboard charts and two on iTunes. To top it off, they were nominated for a Grammy Award for the Best Rock or Rap Gospel Album. The David Crowder Band continued their reign in the Christian music industry until 2012, during which time they released six studio albums and four EPs, most notably Church Music in 2009. This rose to 11 on the Billboard charts. It also featured their controversial version of John Mark McMillan's How He Loves, where the band changed the lyrics Sloppy Wet Kiss to Unforeseen Kiss. Their final studio album, Give Us Rest, peaked at a massive number two on the Billboard charts, yet despite their success, the band was known for retaining its homegrown appeal, just mixing their worship music over genres including rock, disco and even bluegrass tones. 
recognised for their extensive touring and Crowder's partnership with Louis Giglio's Passion City Church in Atlanta, the band racked up seven Dove Awards before disbanding and performed for the final time at Passion Conference 2012. After the release of the David Crowder Band's Best Of album in 2013, David Crowder re-emerged as a solo artist on Six Steps Records and Sparrow Records, dropping his first name and simply going by Crowder on stage. His first album, Neon Steeple, was accepted in 2014 with high acclaim, noted for its quirkiness and folktronic tones. Yes, you heard that right. Reviewers actually said folktronic. Picking at nine on the Billboard charts and one on the Christian charts, the song Come As You Are was nominated for Best Contemporary Christian Music Performance or Song at the 2015 Grammys, proving that Crowder was just as good solo as he was in the band. His sophomore album, American Prodigal, made waves with songs like Run Devil Run and was co-written with the likes of the famous Ed Cash, Mia Fields and Hank Bentley. After releasing the single All My Hope with Torrin Wells, Crowder has just dropped his third album titled I Know A Ghost. A synth-infused and rock-driven album, it explores the light and shade between redemption and sanctification. Featuring lead singles Red Letters and Wildfire, it is an interesting and inspiring album. I spoke to David in the middle of the Big Church Night Out tour from Hampton, Virginia. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for including me in this thing. I'm excited about it. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm stoked to chat with you, um, to hear about the new album. Um, whereabouts are you right now? I know you've been touring a bit. Yes, we uh, we have been. This is our fourth weekend out on this uh, this tour we're a part of right now. We're actually in, in Hampton, Virginia. Hmm. I don't know if you have, you, have you heard of the Hamptons? Yeah, I have. Hallmark will do that to you. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. It's just the one Hampton. It's to the Hamptons. <laughs> this is Hampton, Virginia. Okay. A singular Hampton. We've only got one Hampton, not a lot of them. So it's Perfect. not anything like the Hamptons, as far as I can tell. Good to know. I'll make sure I don't go there unless I know someone. <laughs> that works well. Um, so can you tell me about your album, um, I Know a Ghost, the title I, I love it. I know you spoke about how compelling the idea of a ghost is as opposed to spirit when you're speaking to someone who doesn't know God yet. Um, can you tell me how you came up with the title and what it means to you? This, uh, there's a, a friend of mine who's on the road with us who, who uh, runs all of our merch stuff, and he has a tattoo, and it says that. It says, I know a ghost on his forearm. And I had uh, 
uh, I had, I, he'd probably been out with us for, gosh, almost a year. And I, I had never noticed it. And then all of a sudden I was sitting there one day. I was like, does that say I know a ghost? He's like, yes. And it, and, and at first I just thought that's really cool. And then I was thinking about it probably two or three days later. And, and probably what you're referencing hit me. I had never heard of, I grew up in church um, I was on staff at a church for 16 years. That's how I got started in Waco, Texas. And I just had never had heard the Holy Spirit talked about, like, I know a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of like, it was a little freaky. I was like, hang on now. I don't know if that's right. Like, that feels weird. And then um, and I was reframing, like, the the Last Supper, you know, discussion. Like, hey, guys, I'm going to, I got I to gotta go but I'm gonna leave my ghost with you. That and I was like, that's kind of like a spooky thing to say. Yes. <laughs> and then I thought, well, maybe I'm not. Maybe this is not proper. You know, I've heard, you know, Numa, breath of God, spirit of God. You know, I, I, I've heard it talked about that way. And, and well, well, I should look into how our ghost is the word ghost in scripture anywhere. Like, what what's the deal with the ghost in, in terms of how we know it in English? Like, is it in the Bible? My word, it's like right in the front of the. Old Testament, Saul um, is is Samuel has is is dead, and Saul's worried about this battle. Samuel's told him, "You need to kill all of the all of the people who can conjure spirits. You need you need to get rid of those folk. They're not good." Uh, so he's been doing that, and then he's nervous about this battle, and and he decides, you know what? So I got to go get one of the conjurers I haven't killed yet, and ask them to holler at Samuel. So sure enough, it says. Finds finds one of the, this lady who uh, can conjure spirits and says, "I won't call up the ghost of Samuel." And she's like, "I'm not falling for this because the king's going to kill me if I do this." And, mm-hmm. and Saul's all in disguise. He's dressed up like Halloween. He's trying to hide <laughs> like he's not the king, which is so weird. It's like yes. the freakiest Bible story ever. And he's like all hidden, like in disguise. And then she's like, "I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall for it." And and all of a sudden, Saul like pulls his disguise off. He's like, "Ha! I'm the king. You get up here now." She's like, "Oh no! I don't want to get Samuel's ghost." He goes, "Get his ghost." And so she calls the ghost to Samuel. Samuel shows up. Why are you? Why are you doing this? I told you not to do this. I told you to get rid of everybody. To do this. And he's like, "Well, I just want to know if I'm, I'm going to win this battle." He's like, "Well, now you're sure not going to win the battle because I told you not to do this. Now I got to go. Like I got I got stuff to do." And he disappears. And then Saul sits down. And then the lady who called up the ghost to Samuel goes. Man, you look tired. I think you should sit down and I should make you something to eat. I'm going to go kill a cow. <laughs> so that's the first time like that a ghost is actually talked about in scripture, not not to mention like the, the breath of God into the dust bringing us to life, which is kind of where I went with the whole album is that you know dust to dust uh we're actually we're we're actually going back to God and 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 his breath is what breathed into nothing more than we're just nothing but dirt and water and the breath of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, we're going back to God and that is, uh, his spirit in us and, and bringing us back to communion with, with our maker. And so that's really where I've started down this, this trail of, uh, of this last record of, of this, uh, trilogy thing I've got going on. There's still neon in these pains. There's still an echo. Things I thought I wanted, I never should have wanted. I 
Let the devil get the best of me Well, no, my God's paid a debt for me So many of your past albums are, are really, I love the imagery in them um, and you talk so much about like reconciling with God and how we're so separated from him. Um, how How is this album difference in in some capacity obviously that's still a theme um but what makes this album different to your past work well the the last so the last two and and three record cycles because that's the contract it's yeah. practical because that's the contract i signed i signed like a three record deal each time i've i've signed a a, a contract with the label and and um so i kind of think all right i've got three little I guess, uh, moments that I get to say something and I would like for them to be connected. Cause I, I have a hard time. I need, I need like, uh, I guess boundaries or for, for my, uh, cr- creative process. I need, I need something that I can like put down on paper. Here's what I like to say over a three record span. And so the first zoomed out Google maps above, above looking like at the whole meta narrative, which begins with, us walking and talking in the very presence of God with God, uh, our Maker, and then and then there is that, that innocence lost and paradise lost, and and the rest of the story is how how do we get back into communion with with the one that made us, and how does how does uh, our Maker reconcile the fact that we have uh, we have turned away and betrayed, <clears throat> and so the next record was. Uh, more of a personal journey. One of the one of the smaller stories, the the story that I with you know I, I could identify with as a little kid when I heard it first, Sunday school, um, and I thought it was just one of rebellion, but it turns out it's actually one of inheritance. Uh, as I got you know older and into that the making of that record, it turned into a story about inheritance and and what do we do with what we've been given, and then this is like picking up at the end of that record, which is like okay, the sun comes home. And there's a big party thrown. So this is kind of like the party. Uh, this is the party and then the after party. Like what happens when the party shuts down and like, okay, so there has been reconciliation, but here we are still. Um, and the, the work of the Holy Spirit and, and, and me trying to say over and over uh, what that looks like and, and what that means for us uh, still here um, in this, uh, in this in between, you know, the, the redeemed and still being redeemed. Yes, that tension, absolutely. You've, I mean, you've, you sort of, you've said this creatively, like nearly three different ways now, the different parts of the journey. Um, and you're sort of that core message of, of coming home to God and, and God changing us. Um, and you if you listen to like your music from 20 years ago, and in some ways, like that message is still a core part of who you were as an artist then. Um, how, how do you stay creative in like these album cycles where you have to put a new one out every couple of years um, and you have to release hit after hit? Like where does 
one, the creativity come from, but also like how do you avoid the cynicism of it, of the whole industry? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just naive. <laughs> no, I love it. That's good. Uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I, I think I came into uh, the whole thing. Maybe I laid my cynicism down before I got into the music side of it. Really, I was I was really gone from the church and was 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 pulled back in and allowed. I was allowed space and a place to set my baggage down that I had, and it was all it was all really based around my institutional experience of church mm-hmm. rather than you know the person of Jesus that we read of in Scripture, and so I feel like I, I might have gotten a lot of that out of my system <laughs> maybe before I, I had to start singing about it. That's so good. Maybe, so, and, and being a, at the, the church that I was at for 16 years or on staff at for 16 years, that was really a place. It was like a collective of people who had been uh, damaged or injured and, and had, we all had baggage and it, and it turned into be a place that was safe to, to question and to, um, it was more about, our relational journey with the questions among us rather than um, um, dogma and, and doctrine that dictated us to leave questions at the door. And, and I think that's, that's really where a lot of my music is coming. My, my, my music is really just a reflection of the conversations and the life experience that I've had with people that I'm, you know, in living life with and life twists and turns. And, and it turns out over and over and over you need to hear the words that you're not too far gone. Grace is big enough for everyone, um, and and the blood of the blood of Jesus and and that that final sacrifice of blood spilt covers its efficacy extends well beyond what I think most of us uh, understand and and. And realize and and I think with that alone, I, I I don't know if I could write enough records to try to put all of that into into words that that resounded enough. There I was on death row. First degree, son of God hanging on him. Hell was my destiny. The crowd was shouting, crucify. Could have come from these lips of mine. The dirty shame was killing me. It would take a miracle. Wash me clean Then I I do with all my guests is just yeah. um, shoot a few really quick questions at them. 
Um, uh-huh. And they're generally questions that people sort of wish they could ask but never have sort of find the time or place to. So I just wanted to um, get your thoughts on a couple of things. Um, first was we're like throwing it back here, um, but how he loves. Do you regret going unforeseen kiss over sloppy wet kiss? Yes or no? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> a generation of Christians, thank you. Um. Well, I didn't, I didn't even notice the – when I first heard the song, I didn't even notice that line in there. And then I, I, I led with it one Sunday morning, and it was like I split the room in two. Like half of the people were like, that's the most amazing song I've ever heard in my whole life. And other people were like, if you ever play that song again, I will, like, punch you in the throat. I'm like, what? It's actually like, politics. No. Yeah. Yes, very polarizing. I did not know that. And uh, thank, thank you, John Mark McMillan, for being so kind as yeah. to let us uh, let us have another half of the church sing. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, okay, next question. One of my favorite songs that you've done is a super deep cut. It was on the Narnia soundtrack, and it was called Turkish Delights. <laughs> yes. um, I love that song way too much. Now that Netflix has the rights to the whole Narnia empire, would right. you ever consider writing another Narnia song about Mr. Tumnus or Mr. Beaver? Okay. See, you and my wife could hang out. She is, like, yeah. so, like, on me. She's like, okay, Terry Slide's like, my favorite song you've ever done, and now Netflix has it, and you have to do this. So now I've got two folks that do are, it. we yeah. have to do this, and it has to be done. We have to do this. That would be I agree. awesome. I love that song. Nobody ever heard it, but you and my wife. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Um, last question, and it's a little bit deeper. What would you say to yourself 22 years ago when you were just starting out releasing music to the church? Um, I would say you were going to be as terrified about the whole thing as you are right now. However, it's it's more simple than you think it is. It's just music, and when music is among people, it it is a it's it's a uniter, and people unite around music, and it's a lot easier than you think it is.
Crowder is so laid back, he's so compelling, and he made me feel so comfortable straight away. I've never spoken to him before, but I really loved how he opened up, not just about the album, uh, but how he's like been shaped by the church, but also more of his faith, and how he's dealt with the tough stuff in his life to get to where he is now. I love that you see that in his music, because it's so authentic, um, and yet still so radio-friendly, and it's such a fine mix, and such a cool thing to come by. Thank you for tuning in and taking a chance on Between You and Me, guys. I am so stoked to have you on board. And please come back next week. Next Friday, episode two is dropping and we have none other than the brilliance on. I am speaking to David Gunga about their new album, which they have just released on Patreon today. It is called The Dreamer Suite. And we touch on some really important topics uh, from the DACA dreamers, uh, to what social justice looks like, and even why they moved away from a record label and decided to release this new suite independently. It's a really, really cool episode. So make sure you press subscribe so it comes into your phone as soon as it arrives. Um, please, if you loved what you heard today, go and review us on your favourite podcast host. Uh, we are on Stitcher and iTunes and Spotify and most things that you can think of. Give us a quick review. It means people find us, which is great because we are just starting out. We have so much coming up for you this season. And like I said, I cannot wait to share it with you. This is the first episode of Between You and Me. And I will see you next week. Catch you later. Sing freedom songs to the break of dawn We ain't singing about good, ain't singing about bad We're singing about life back from the dead Have you ever seen the sunshine coming up in the morning? Ain't nothing better than a night like this Music is loud as me and my friends On a Saturday night that ain't never gonna end Ain't nothing better than a night like this No, there ain't nothing better than a night like this hey!